I'm Chelsea Pottinger and welcome to EQ's podcast for professionals. It is time to recharge your life. Welcome to part one of this podcast series with Dr. Matthew Walker. The science and knowledge that this guy has around sleep is going to blow your mind. With doctors and scientists I talk to, research I read, podcasts I listen to, they all turn back to this one expert, Dr. Matt Walker, who is a professor of neuroscience and psychology at Berkeley and founder and director of the Center for Human Sleep Science. In this podcast, we discuss how much sleep do we actually need and what is the impact if we aren't getting enough, the new sleep machismo attitude, and if the correlation between sleep and productivity is true, and how do we actually enhance creativity and charisma. I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as what I did talking to Matt. Let's get into it. So one of the things I want to get started is given our audience are very time-sensitive professionals, is how much sleep do we actually need and what is the impact if we just aren't getting enough? So the recommendation right now is that we all need somewhere between seven to nine hours of sleep. And there is a distribution. You know, the common recommendation by the World Health Organization is eight hours. Mm -hmm. And that's a good target. But there is a range. And it's very similar to calories. You know, you could say the average male adult would need 2,500 calories a day. But depending on your physiology, what you're doing, there will be variants. What we do know, however, is that once you get below seven hours of sleep, we can measure clear, scientifically um, valid impairments in both your brain and your body. And I think one of the things that people don't realize about that is your subjective sense of how well you're doing when you are underslept is a miserable predictor of objectively how well you're doing when you are underslept. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, you don't know you're sleep deprived when you're sleep deprived. So it's a little bit like a drunk driver at a bar who's had, you know, um, seven or eight beers. They pick up their car keys and they say, I'm fine to drive home. And your response is, no, I know that you think you're fine to drive, but trust me, objectively, you're not. And it's the same way with insufficient sleep once you drop below that seven hours. Yeah, because I think over here, you know, and I think across the whole professional world is that honor the people that work till two in the morning and sending off emails and then get to the office by 6am. And what really stood out for me was reading your research and your book was the actual impact on productivity. Yeah, and it is funny, you're so true that we do, sleep has an image problem. And that we label people who get sufficient sleep with this badge of being lazy or slothful. Um, So it is stigmatized in that way. Mm. And there's almost in some industries, not in all and not all people, but there's this almost sleep machismo attitude that, you know, I'm one of those. We laud the airport warrior who's flown through two different time zones within the past, you know, 24 hours was on email until two. And then they're back in the office at six the next morning. What I would say is that when a human being has gone without sleep for 20 hours, they are as cognitively impaired as they would be if they were legally drunk. Wow. And I make that statement because no one would say, I have this wonderful employee. They are drunk all of the time. (laughs) (laughs) We often say, you know, I have this wonderful employee. They're just in the office all of the time. Well, it, it is a real fallacy. And I think it comes on to something that you mentioned, which is productivity And the evidence is very clear, which bucks a myth out there. Less sleep does not equal more productivity. It was untrue in the rote industrial era, and it's never been more true now in the digital knowledge era. I can make that 
case on the basis of empirical evidence, um, I should note. Firstly, we know that underslept employees, and we've done these studies and other people have done too, underslept employees, and this is typically, let's say, six hours of sleep or less, they will firstly select less challenging problems if you give them the option. So they're more likely to just listen to voice messages or do email rather than dig into the deep, hard project work. Second, of those problems that they do select, they end up producing fewer creative solutions. And, you know, I think you and I both know that in the business sphere, we both, you know, will um, consult for Fortune 500 companies, give these talks. Um, It's very clear that creativity and ingenuity are supposed to be the engines that drive business forward. But that will fail and buckle under the weight of insufficient sleep. There are three other things I think that business leaders and employees should know. Firstly, underslept employees will exert less effort when working in groups. So they will just slack off and ride the coattails of other people's hard work. And that's something that we actually we have a name for. It's called social loafing, if mm-hmm. you would believe it. Um, <laughs> we, we see that um, with insufficient sleep. The fourth thing which is quite worrying is that the less and less sleep an employee has had, the more and more likely they are to engage in deviant behavior, unethical behavior, and lie. So falsify um, data in a spreadsheet or, you know, incorrectly claim reimbursements. And the final thing we've discovered, which is I think this is fascinating. The impact of a lack of sleep goes all the way up to the top of the business leadership chain. What we've discovered is that the more or less sleep that a business leader has had from one night to the next, the more or less charismatic that employees will rate that business leader from one day to the next. Even though they know nothing about how much sleep the business leader, the CEO has had, it's evidential in their behavior. So I really, I think sound sleep is sound business. That's that's the very clear message here. Wow. And for any CEOs listening, that's a key message right there to be more charismatic, get some good sleep. So I, I read in your book as well around the, you know, the surgeons and the mistakes that they make. And I found that really fascinating, you know, in the upstairs part of the brain. So I'd love you to quickly touch on that. It's frightening statistics that we now have. You know, one of the professions where clear work acumen is essential, but yet sleep is deficient is within the practice of medicine. You know, and mm-hmm. as medics, you know, when you take that oath, when you start medical school, the first premise is do no harm. But we put our young junior doctors and medical residents in this terrible position when they are training, where they're pulling long hours. And there are some frightening statistics. Firstly, we know that junior doctors who have worked a 30-hour shift will make 460% more diagnostic errors in the intensive care unit. Secondly, if your surgeon has slept only six hours in the past 24, they are 170% more likely to cause a major surgical error, such as um, causing a hemorrhage, um, leaving an implement in you, relative to that same surgeon if they have had a full night of sleep. We also know that one out of every five junior doctors will make a serious medical error caused by fatigue and insufficient sleep. One in 20 of them will kill a patient because of insufficient sleep. And finally, the irony is that when those junior doctors start to drive home after a 30-hour shift and they get back in their car, they are 168% more likely to get into a car crash themselves because of these micro-sleeps landing themselves back in the emergency room from where they just came, but now as a patient. Wow. So, the, you know, it, it just strikes me there is a 
desperate revision of sleep priority that needs to happen throughout the medical industry. Absolutely. And I'd just like to say thank you so much, Matt. And, and where can our corporate professionals here in Australia find you? So I'm all over the internet and social channels. Uh, sleep Diplomat is where people can find me, sleepdiplomat.com. I'm at Sleep Diplomat on Twitter. Feel free to reach out. And should you want to learn more about sleep, you can uh, read the book, which is called Why We Sleep. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, and you've been listening to EQ's podcast for professionals. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at EQ Minds for more ways to live a calmer life. Thank you for listening. <laughs>